0: Hi there! Welcome to the ISOGO TV podcast from ISOGOSTRONG.com. I'm your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. This is episode 115. In some way, your life today does not look like the life that you led just a couple months ago. Let's call that pre virus. I know mine doesn't. And at this point, the change and stress and uncertainty is really, it's starting to leak into our lives like, like a new normal. But it's far from the life and work that we expected to be living this year. For this series, on Isogo TV, we are in the middle of a series called Strengths in Crisis. Perhaps more than any other series, the conversations that we're having here seem to be connecting with people. That's what many of you have reached out and said to us. And I think this is what it is. It's the vulnerability and the authenticity of our guests, being willing to share their experiences, reflections and next steps. It's inspiring and it's resonating. It's resonating with me and with you, because this is a global experience and a crisis that in many ways we're navigating together, yet at the same time, all alone. So. That's the goal as we continue, to continue helping each other by sharing experiences, tools, perspectives that keep our strengths at the forefront of our families and our teams so that we have the best chance of thriving, even in crisis. Today's guest takes us deep into the ups and downs of what treading through the crisis has looked like for her. And for her, this worldwide crisis has only layered her already eventful life, including a move to a new state, selling two businesses, building a third, getting married, having a baby, all within the last 22 months. Melissa Jill, my guest today, is a beloved influencer and educator in the wedding photography world and just happens to be pivoting her own career as the world flips upside down. She says that she doesn't consider herself to really be thriving, but as you'll hear from her story today, she is figuring out ways to leverage her strengths to overcome and make it through. Caring a family and a business along with her as well. And for you business owners out there, you have to hear this incredible story of the way that she sought out what her clients need and then turned her business model around in a weekend to serve those needs. So. Let's dive in with Melissa Jill. All right. Hello. I am with my amazing friend, business owner, entrepreneur, Melissa Jill. Hello, Melissa Jill. Hi, Beck. How are you?
1: Oh, man.
0: I'm doing good. Look, still in the log cabin (laughs) Um, and uh, (laughs) figuring out how to thrive.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We're all figuring this out right now.
0: Um, I've gotten to follow Melissa's amazing entrepreneurial um, career. She has been a professional photographer and really an influencer and a leader in the world of um, of photography. And now she's running another business that she started a while ago that she get to tell you a little bit about and um, I've just been encouraged and blessed by her friendship and her leadership in this business space that we're in over the years. And uh, I'm excited that today you guys all in the East TV community world get to a chance to get to know her story a little bit and uh, how she has used her strengths in to work through crisis in this crisis period. Um, and we were chatting a little bit beforehand that, you know what, it's not about any of us doing this well. And in fact, if anyone feels like they're listening to this series, because somebody here has got it all figured out, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) What we're talking about is sharing experiences and stories. And just, this is how it happened for me. This is how I did it. If that helps then great, because we want to come together as community to help each other and not to tear each other down. So, um, with all of that long introduction, maybe I'll let Melissa talk now. <laughs> so Melissa, why don't you just give us a little bit of an idea of um, who you are, a bit about your life before the coronavirus. So what did it look like right before this kind of global crisis hit and um, what you do for work and what your family is like, and then we'll go from there. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'd love to. Um So my life has been a bit of a whirlwind for a couple years. I was um, single until the age of 41 and then met a man and got engaged in four months and married a few months after that. And that was about a year and a half ago. And then we got pregnant on the honeymoon and I had a baby a year ago and we were running three businesses at the same time. And, um, and then last summer, um, uh, we were living in Phoenix and we, uh, came in contact with some friends at a camp in Colorado who asked us to pray about moving to Alabama and starting a church with them. And so we did that and we moved to Alabama in January after selling one of the businesses. I retired from wedding photography and I'm focusing on, Um, Our third business that I started in 2012, it's a B2B. We um, serve other professional photographers doing um, album layout work, Um, the album layout and revisions for their clients, printing and binding wedding albums. And I do a lot of education in that space as well to help photographers to thrive and be successful with selling albums to their clients. So um, we just moved to a different state across the country um, mm-hmm. a couple months before the coronavirus broke. And um, and so it's just been one, one thing after another. And, um, you know, we're just trying to get settled in, in a new place. And now we're wow. trying to navigate, you know, all of these new variables that are being thrown at us. Um, so lots of good things, but also, you know, challenges. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. So, so now you are, like you, if you zoom back to January, you're kind of getting into uh, a, a rhythm in a new town. And all of a sudden, this kind of, you know, it really wasn't all of a sudden, right? It was kind of like slowly little bits of this crisis started to get leaked out into our own spaces. And um, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four months after you arrived in a new place where you don't know too many people, and you're trying to build community and get connected. All of a sudden, now you're being told you should probably just stay in your house. So, uh, what did that yeah. do <laughs> to your life? What did that What did that do to you? You know, you what uh, What's different about your yeah. life
1: overall right now and your daily routine? Well, I do work from home. So this is the office that I work from, which, um, is, you know, not a big change, but, you know, childcare is, is tricky Mm. with a one-year-old. Um, we're juggling it. Um, I was at a point where I was getting some, um, just starting to get some dedicated time to work and then that changed. Um, economically, this has definitely hit us really hard and that's probably the biggest factor is just, um you know just the financial loss and the um the business itself you know i had two more weddings that i was supposed to be shooting in phoenix um this month and next and they both were postponed um one till the fall and one till next april wow. so i'm instead of retiring from weddings next month i'm not retiring till next april and I don't get that income right now either, which I was kind of counting on because right now happens to be our slow season for Align Album Design, my album design company. And so that's been tough. And then the clients that we serve through Align, all of their events are being canceled or postponed. So there's going to be a trickle down impact on us because. No longer are we going to be getting you know their business um, from these weddings that are being pushed back. So there's a lot of uncertainty right now and stress from um, from that, um, as well as the, the what you mentioned about you know building community and that's been a big thing that we're here to do and that's you know become more of a challenge at this point as well.
0: Yeah, it's a little hard to like meet people at coffee shops and such when the coffee shops are closed and even when you're walking down the street you're like hello from six feet away like it's not quite the same as being in close connection with each other I think that's one of the things that it feels like especially as the, the impact has gone on longer it feels like at first it's like oh wow we're kind of huddling up with our family this is great but, like, the last time that you've had a hug from somebody who's not a family member, or let's say you're single mm. and you haven't been with people, mm. like, I think that kind of physicality is starting uh, to weigh on us a little bit, um, a little bit more than, absolutely. than at the beginning absolutely. of life. I
1: think we're all, yeah, I think we're all a little more on edge and irritable, at least for me. I mean, physical touch is one of my love languages, mm. but I'm also just really, really thankful that the Lord allowed me to you know, become a wife and mom before all this hit, because I feel for people who are on their own hundred percent, that would be even another level of challenging, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. I mean, we have built in community and there definitely, um, I was in a group of, uh, in a group, as in in a zoom group with other professionals. And one of the, one of the thoughts from that, one of the people who attended was, you know, as you're connecting with your coworkers, ask questions about who they get to hang out with or who they, who they get to has to be in their space. Because not everybody is like, Oh my gosh, my kids are totally bothering me. It's like, some people are like, well, yeah, at least you have your kids around, right? Like you can snuggle with them and you can just, you can sit next to them kind of have like a breathing human in your space. Uh, That's definitely, I I don't know. In my world, Mm -hmm. in my mind, I just feel like, man, what kind of fallout, what types of like social um, health fallout are we going to experience from this? Um, that has nothing to do with the coronavirus, the virus itself attacking, but social iso- isolation that is happening as well. So, um, that, right. yeah, it's kind Absolutely. of a whole nother level. And in your yes. world where you haven't really gotten to forge, you know, strong friendships and connections there, um, talked about that as kind of being an additional stress. Have you been able to kind of sort through or wade through some of these like really heavy things, like loss of income and the kind of future potential loss of income, um, lack of community, uh, being in a new place, not near family. Um, As you sort through all of that, like, have you been able to see like, you know what, there are some benefits in that. And I'm, you know, have you been reaching out and kind of grabbing onto those?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, just leaning into my faith more, you know, like Mm. spending, um, time really seeking the Lord and, and, you know, being reminded that he's my provider and is trustworthy and, um, you know, my business provides, but um, but that's just a means, you know, and, and really it's him who's the provider and who's promised to provide. So leaning into, you know, trusting in him for a lot of the unknowns, I would say is the biggest benefit. And I think that's something that just, you know, being a person of faith that, that can oftentimes come in a time of crisis, you know, it's something that we should be doing all the time, but it's easier in some ways, or or we're forced to, in some ways, do it more in a, in a time of crisis. Um, and of course, you know, the additional focus time on family and processing this, you know, with my husband and just finding joy and uplift in our little one-year-old little boy, who's just (laughs) a total gem is, has been a blessing.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the time with family, I think, feels like a very common thread throughout society right now is, wow, these are the people that I chose and who got to be in my family. And um, we are getting to forced to spend time with them in a way that we haven't really (laughs) um, been able to do before. So yeah, definitely that. Yes. Um, okay, so let's talk about the role of your strengths as you navigate this challenge. Um, you became familiar with your strengths several years ago, and you started using them in your business as you were um, leading your, the people that work for you. Um, so why don't you just give us an idea of, or tell us, what are your top five Clifton strengths? Um, and then maybe just jump into, uh, you know, how has understanding your strengths been helpful and navigating the past few weeks. You know, we have lots of tools at our disposal and this is just one of them. Um, what have your strengths mm-hmm. done for you or meant to you?
1: Yeah. Um, my top five are achiever, competition, activator, relator, and significance. Um, so it's definitely a good combo um, that has driven me in, you know, building businesses and, being productive and that type of thing. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, I would say, despite the fact that I'm an achiever, I still, when, when like the reality of, of the changes hit me with this, I definitely mm. was discouraged, shocked, um, yeah. spent a good few days or a week in (laughs) self-pity and just like lacking motivation to get anything done, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, I was very like paralyzed, I think with overwhelm and fear for a little bit there. And just like, like what I shared before, like, how do I talk to photographers about albums during a time like this? You know, like, how do I go on? Like, how do I move forward from here you know is my business just completely doomed or like is there a path you know and um so that was a struggle for sure and um and uh i you know listened to a couple webinars that i found helpful um on kind of marketing in the midst of a crisis and mm. what can that look like you know and for me, that was really a helpful thing. And I don't, you know, um, I don't know if that is like part of my achiever to just kind of look for those things to, to spark something. But, um, I got an idea after one of them and the idea was, um, you know, First of all, in in a time of crisis, when you're marketing to someone, you want to put yourself in their in their shoes and think about the pain points that they're experiencing, and so it, that's very easy for me to do because I am a photographer and and mm-hmm. have been where my clients are, and so and like I said, I've had weddings postponed yeah. right now too, so I know what they're going through and you know, what do you do as a photographer when you can't go out and shoot anymore? Like, how do you make money, you know? And so um, I thought about their pain points and And then I thought, okay, what we could do is we could, I could help photographers to sell albums to their past clients. Mm. Um, And so a lot of their, a lot of photographers, you know, you try and sell an album in a package with, with the wedding photography, but some clients opt not to include that. And they, they think, Oh, I'll go make an album for myself or something like that someday. But This is a unique opportunity where we can go back to our past clients and give them, you know, a deep discount with a deadline, Mm -hmm. make it even attached to the quarantine, you know, like this is the perfect time for you guys to Mm -hmm. celebrate your love and get this heirloom done. That's going to remind you of what's truly important, you know, and help photographers to pivot and, and use this time to make money um, you know, in, in a way that they can. And so what I did is as soon as I had that idea, I, um, my activator kicked in and I (laughs) made a goal. um, I think it was a Thursday. I made a goal by Monday to launch, um, basically a lead magnet that would give my clients everything that they needed to run that sale to their clients. And so I, but together a blog post, social media posts, and an email campaign for photographers to use and basically just copy and paste. Graphics are in there. Everything's done for them. And they can use that to launch a sale to their past clients. And, um, and I gave it away for free, you know? And so basically I launched that, um, a week, week and a half ago on a Monday. And I, I launched it through our blog, social media, email list. And we got an amazing response. Photographers, you know, are saying it's a brilliant idea. They're downloading it. They're using it. And then I went ahead and used it for myself as well. And I got, (laughs) you know, some sales as well. And, so it's been a great wow. thing. And right now we're, we're running Facebook ads to it. You know, I was scared to use money to run Facebook ads mm. right now. Cause it's like, you know, things are so tight. Like, you know, is it wise, but I just decided I, I need to make the most of this opportunity. And, you know, this isn't like a product that we're, we're selling it's it's a lead magnet so I'm not making money off of it but what it is is it's generating leads and building our list and and hopefully building goodwill as well with the photography community so that when we do get through this they'll think about us when it comes to albums and um and you know, um, the lead magnet that we're giving away is not something that can only be used by our clients. It's something that anyone can use yeah. um, and they don't have to use our services to fulfill the albums. So, um, but hopefully, you know, some of those people will also be like, oh, I'll just send these designs to a line and that way, you know, I'll um, save time and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So, so, yeah, I just, you know, once I had the inspiration yeah. and the idea, I was very excited about it and I was able to kind of pivot and um, make it happen. Oh my goodness. Okay. First of all, everyone listening, this
0: is why my friend Melissa is such a genius. <laughs> like, okay, so yes, she has these awesome strengths that make her like do stuff in one weekend because that's awesome. Um, but look at that, like just not just like, not just doing business, but helping people along the way. Um, so, you know, as a strengths coach, I hear like your strengths going ping, 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 like all over the place, just leaning into <laughs> uh, your, especially, I mean, that activator, even when you said, well, oh, there was this spark, like I was, I was attending these things to see if I could find a spark, right? Like that you are a spark maker and you have now made that spark, not just for yourself, but for your community as well. I mean, to think that you could be growing your audience and growing the people that, you know, know and love and trust you during a time where people really are looking for people to know and love and trust. Um, and there's a lot of, uncertainty Mm -hmm. out there about who we can know and love and trust. And so, um, you are, you are definitely doing that, that I hear significance in that. Um, and then just, you know, reflecting with you on that first week or whatever it was of just like, Whoa, like, why am I like, I have achieved, like, I know I have this strength. I have this achiever strength. Like, why am I not like doing stuff? And why do I feel like not doing anything? Um, and I think you, you will hear if, as you listen to this series, and other people who are listening as they hear, um, there there is an energy associated with our strengths that if we don't have the things that we need, that that strength needs, then our energy actually is zapped from us. Like, yes, it, you 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 mm-hmm. give energy to your strengths, but it, that strength also gives gives energy to you, and so when all of a sudden it feels like, oh my goodness, everything that I was working for, like these goals, these like micro goals that Achiever is always working for are, is, I mean, they're all out the window. Like what in the world? Like that, it's, it's you not feeling like you because of the way that you're wired. Um, and it just like, it takes it all out of you. That, that strength can't show up as a true talent or that talent can't show up as a true true strength when if the wind has been taken out of its sails, when the to-do lists that you had are no longer relevant at all, you know, the direction that you were going just Mm -hmm. is not, is not what's going to be the direction that's going to help your business survive and thrive. So, um, man, I just love that story about, yeah, about how you came, how you came out of that basically using one of your other strengths, like activator to pull that achiever out. Cause then I bet after that, starting on that Thursday, there were lists galore and you were checking them off and energized by the fact that you were getting these things done and getting it out there. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's amazing. Um, So uh, what sort of your top strengths do you consider to be your core strengths? Um, And then maybe as you answer that, how, how have you seen that strength showing up in crisis or how have you leveraged it to really get through or thrive or overcome some of these things that are bogging
1: us down like fear and lack of hope? I would say it's so hard to pick a core one. Um, I see like Achiever and Activator kind of mm, acting together for me. And I guess, you know, in this particular crisis, through the story that I just shared, Activator Mm -hmm. would probably come to the surface for me for like, the one that's kind of helped me the most. Um, cause like I said, when I finally had like that idea, I was able to mm-hmm. make it happen quickly and able to kind of pivot. And, um, it just takes a lot of, you know, creativity, I think, to, to think on your feet and, and try to, you know, be flexible and pivot when, you know, when so much changes for you mm-hmm. and for your clients. So I think those two have helped me the most to, um, to get through this. And like we talked about earlier, it's not like I'm thriving (laughs) tremendously through this. I don't (laughs) feel like I'm, you know, this poster child, this is how Mm. you overcome every challenge, you know, like Mm. that was my one story for you basically of like success and, you know, in the midst of something that's really hard. And so I'm definitely still trying to figure it out day by day. And I think hmm. for me, since that happened, and I feel like I have a better direction now to be helping people and helping my clients. Um, I'm just focusing on, you know what I do best, which is just the day-to-day, Grinding it out with the to do list, you know, and and I think for me having some structure where I've got like my list and I plan the night before for what I'm going to do the next day, and then I just try and check it off. Um, that's you know that's what I'm trying to do and just stay positive as much as possible. So. Yeah.
0: No, that's so I I uh, I mean that's it feels like well that's just kind of basic that's what I do but it's like. No, that's, that's, that is using your strengths to thrive in crisis. You know, if you had another set of strengths, but the same business, you would probably be going about it in a, in a different way. You know, it wouldn't be the night before planning and checking off the list. Um, but knowing what you're good at, knowing Mm -hmm. how you thrive, like you said, kind of doing the daily grind, um, you know, that's, that is what's going to pull you through with a sense of, of direction and, um, and a sense of hope for your business as well. Um, okay. So I would, I want mm-hmm. to, and this is kind of a little going off script. Tell me about, um, tell me about relator strength because your other strengths are like very influencing and very much, uh, you know, I'm doing these things. So they're executing, influencing. Um, how do you think your relator strength has been impacted? I know, you know, personally, I know that you keep tons of really close relationships for a really long time um and yet now you're in a place where you don't mm-hmm. have long-standing relationships not that place really matters as much these days because everyone's virtual um, talk to us a little bit yeah. or if you don't mind sharing like how is your relator strength you feel like been impacted has it been able to kind of come to the surface and thrive or does it feel like uh it's it's suffocating a little bit
1: probably suffocating a little bit. <laughs> um, I And I don't know if it's because of the crisis or more so just the move because mm. um, the move, you know, I I actually really enjoy making new friends. And so, you know, we're here to plant a church and mm. build community and friendships with neighbors. And that's all something that I'm really excited about. And so mm. I'm doing that, but... I think it was like two months into being here that I said to my husband, you know, I just miss, like, I miss my friend, Julie. She's like one of my closest Mm. friends back in Arizona. And she just feels like my conversational soulmate, you know? And like, Mm. we just have a history of like decades of friendship. It's similar to you too, Becky. And I would actually put you in that, in that same category. Like just those people that you're with that you just can talk for hours and have Mm -hmm. so many different levels of things to talk about and Mm -hmm. you feel known and, you know, safe and loved. And when you're in a new place, um, you know, making new friendships, it's great, but there is a level where all of your conversations feel like work, you know, and, and you don't want to say that to people that you're meeting because you care about them and you're interested in getting to know them, but it does feel like that a lot of times when you're at the beginning stage of a friendship. And, um, and so that I think is where my relator comes in where I feel sad about that. And I had to kind of grieve that yeah. a little bit. Um, but there's also ways around that, you know, like yeah. I, I, you know, reached out to, to Julie more. We had a great conversation last night. And then, um, My husband, I think, must have a little bit of relator. It's not in his top five, but he's he's like likes to go deep with people. And Mm. so I feel like this has, you know, helped bond us even more because Mm. we're we're able to talk through things um obviously on a deep level um Mm. in all areas of life. So that's been great. But as you know, we can't necessarily just have one person that fills, <laughs> you know, fills that, that need for us. So definitely, I think just knowing that about myself, I need to probably reach out to, you know, people back home a little bit more to get through this mm-hmm. season. And I'm sure I'll be developing those deeper friendships here um, sooner than later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we, um, you have really, shared with us. I'm mean, So first of all, I love your story about how, of, of your achiever and your activator and how those things were depleted, but then got a spark and then, you know, have propelled you forward. But I'm just really, really grateful for your honesty and, in, in how you're, you're doing, you know, I mean, this is like, when you talk about like, uh, stressors, like, you know, I, I don't, what are the top five stressors I've somebody who is in psychology, should know this. (laughs) Oh, that's me. Oh, um, (laughs) uh, you know, moving the death of somebody divorce birth, you know, like you've had, you got married, you had a baby, you moved to a new state and now we're like adding an entirely new level of stress and crisis. Um, and to think that anyone would be just kind of thriving right through it. Um, is probably inauthentic <laughs> and not realistic and so yes. i just really appreciate that you're you are showing up like but it's not all doom and gloom it's like what can we do to pivot what can we do to serve other people and as we're serving other people smartly that hopefully that will rise us all up that all of that will help in- encourage us to um, to to k- keep going and not just to feel totally defeated by this global Um, crisis that's happening. So I really appreciate you sharing about that and just being, being real with us. Um, so as we close, I would love to just know, um, what advice or encouragement would you give to somebody who, um, who maybe has been going through a lot and, you know, all of us are going through a lot, but you just in the past couple of years went through, a lot, a lot. <laughs> so if you, if someone is feeling like, Oh my gosh, I can relate to her. There's been so much change in my life too. And this crisis is just adding on top of that. Um, what encouragement or advice would you be able to give to that person who's feeling really overwhelmed right now?
1: I would say first and foremost, like give yourself grace. Um, mm. and that's something, you know, I need to say to myself, because I think I'm like a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you just keep moving forward and all that, but like some days are better than others, you know, and some days Mm -hmm. we're just, we're human. We have hard days emotionally. There's a lot to process right now. Um, and it's a real challenge mentally to stay positive and, and, and productive, honestly. Um, for me, even as an achiever, some days are I just don't feel like being productive, you know? And so I think, I think giving yourself grace is, is key because we, we need to take care of ourselves and be able to process the emotions that we're having in order to get to a place where we can actually Be productive in a healthy way, you know. So give yourself grace, and then for me, another tool that's helpful is just to be be grateful. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's so easy in this type time of crisis to kind of focus on the negatives and why it's not fair and the injustices and all that. And those things are all true, but like if you go down that path, you know, it just gets harder and harder to to be to be positive. And so looking for those things that we're grateful for, you know, and a couple of things I thought of right re- recently, like this crisis happened during the spring, you know, like we all mm-hmm. get to be outside for the most part, enjoying the weather and the beauty. And like we, my family, we go on long walks out in the woods and it's so life-giving and healing and mentally it's, it's just, you know, so helpful, um, to get through this. And then, you know, another one for me would be just that I'm stuck with the people that I, that I'm stuck with, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful that I have a husband and a son because not very long ago I didn't. And I can imagine how much tougher this would be as a single person. And then finally, I'm, I'm thankful for social media, you know, like, can you imagine if we went through this crisis? before social media, like hmm. we wouldn't, you know, we would not be able to have any semblance of community, you know, right. at, at that time we'd be, you know, on the phone, maybe with some people, but like right. being able to kind of, at least on a, on a pretty high level, cause it's not deep community, right. but we're able to have a shared experience with yeah. others and, and relate to others and see that others are struggling or, you know, see encouragement from others um, who are who are going through similar things. So, I'm thankful for social media, good, bad. You know, it's got all of that. But in the time like this, it's um, I think it's a it's a good thing. So, those are the some of the things that I am grateful for, and I would just encourage mm-hmm. you guys to think about those things and um, make it a habit to regularly list those things out. Mm. I love it. I love the giving yourself grace.
0: So, uh, your next step then is when this goes live is to re is to listen to your own podcast and think, Oh my gosh, that brilliant girl just told me that I should do these things. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give myself more grace. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then just, uh, I will do little, that <laughs> little pieces of gratitude. Um, that uh, just, you're, you're absolutely right. Like we're, there is are so much, no matter what our situation is, there's always something that we can say that we're grateful for. Um, and that, that in and of itself mm-hmm. helps lift our spirits and helps us to be able to thrive a little bit more through crisis. So thank you for that encouragement for absolutely. all of us out there. And thank you for sharing your story. And like I said, being showing up real and honest and showing the ways that you're working through it, just like everybody else and by doing that through the lens of your strength and some other tools that you have up your sleeve and uh, I just love that you got to share that with everyone. Today. Thank you
1: for having me. I feel like this was very like helpful reflection for me as well. So thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, wonderful. Love hearing that.
0: All right. Well, we'll chat later. Bye. Bye. As we've been having these conversations, I've been surprised by the theme that keeps coming up over and over. And just as Melissa Jill shared today too, when we offer ourselves grace and gentleness in crisis, we are giving ourselves the ability, like like an open window with fresh air so we can breathe and we can really make it through thriving. Melissa's experience really sat with me for a while. I can totally relate to that pity party and that paralyzed feeling like, this is not what I planned, so now what? Yet, I love that shift that took place when she found a spark for her strengths and started moving again, even though it was a totally different direction. So even if you're not in the wedding industry, you will love to follow the beautiful posts and meaningful reflections that Melissa Jill offers over on Instagram at her Align Album Design Instagram, which goes by the same name, Align Album Design. And if you are in the wedding photography industry or you know someone who is, then you have to connect with Melissa. You'll learn so much and be way better off for it. In the coming episodes, we are going to continue to hear from some amazing business owners, healthcare leaders, coaches, and friends, as they share their perspective and stories about living through strengths in crisis. And since the goal of this series is to help each other, let's connect to share how you've seen strengths show up in crisis as well. You can tag or me or direct message me with your story or idea. On Instagram, you can find me at isogostrong, and on LinkedIn, I'm myself, Becky Hammond. Also, let's talk about your strengths for a quick second before we sign off together. If you don't know your top five Clifton strengths from the StrengthsFinder yet, or if you do know them but haven't really gotten around to doing anything with them yet, you have so much room to explore. Like our guests in this series, through knowing and living into those strengths, you can experience the insight and also have tools like they do for crisis like this. And if you're nodding along with me, then awesome. I'd love to help give you a start as your virtual coach. It's super easy to start, and since you're here today, I'd love to give you $5 off the Virtual Coach Strength Startup Kickstarter which makes it under 20 bucks. In this email coaching series from me, you'll get insights into your talents and strengths as well as some action that you can take to make relationships easier around you, in stress and beyond. If you go over to isogostrong.com slash strengths startup, you can check it out. There are two options, one if you already know your top five strengths and one if you have yet to discover them. So you can choose the track that's best for you. And to get that $5 off, make sure that you use the code virtualcoach5 for those $5 off, virtualcoach5. I'd be honored to get a chance to get to know you. You and your strengths have the power to make a ripple effect in your family, on your team, and then ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your circles of influence. Until next time on Isoko TV.